it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. You're listening to Rob Kendall. The Republican Party in Indiana sees zero problem in record spending, in record taxation. And Casey Daniels. You went out there and said, please vote for me. You debated other people on why you're the better person for the position. Suck it up. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIPC. Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 27th. It is six minutes after 11. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. And Brian Baker is filling in for Rob Kendall, who has the day off today. Good morning, Brian. Hello. Hey. Thank you for having me on. Hey, I uh, forgot it's a three-hour show. I, I'm, I'm still in uh, in old-time mode when it used to just be a two-hour program. I started to get up, and I went, job well done, Brian. Oh, wait, I got, okay, another You were trying minutes. to clock out already, huh? <laughs> no, we got you for one more hour. <laughs> and let's talk about uh, Putin, all right? He said oh, He said that he's ready to negotiate with everyone involved in the war with Ukraine. He told a Russian newspaper reporter that uh, he's ready to negotiate, but... Their enemy are the ones refusing to talk. Of course, he's going to blame yeah, it sure. on everyone else. Yeah, that in a way that kind of makes me feel good that other countries gaslight their people too. Um, yeah. <laughs> apparently, when uh, Zelensky was here meeting with Biden, they discussed what a just peace would look like, and Zelensky said that there are ten conditions that must be met for peace to be achieved, and that includes okay. total Russian withdrawal from the Ukraine territory, and that would also include Russian withdrawal from the Crimean Peninsula. Under that's that's part of their demands. Okay, so uh, what I'm going to gather from this, Casey, is we're still pretty far apart on reaching an agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Putin called it a war. That was the first time in any sort of televised news conference that he did that. He said it was Russia's goal to end it, even though they started it. Uh, He has previously only referred to it as a special military operation, but he did call it a war. And in fact, isn't that what we're engaged in? A de facto war? The United States? Yeah, and you know, I mean, this this talk about uh, negotiation. I mean, there's no, uh, there's nothing that Putin is going to agree to that uh, Ukraine is going to sign off on and be all right with. Uh, really, I mean, the only thing I think we can probably hope for is that something will happen uh, within Russia and someone will take him out, or his health conditions will take him out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a couple things: someone takes him out. Well, who's his replacement? And is it are we in a position better with the better with the devil you know than the one you don't? Because who's to say his replacement's going to be any better or worse? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned 
his failing health, it's being reported that he does have cancer, Putin does, and that he's only being kept alive by foreign doctors and Western medicine and that his time is running out. And rumors are persisting that he's critically ill and yeah. uh, he's suffering from colon cancer, which has spread and is more dangerous now. And some of the medication has led to early symptoms of Parkinson's disease. He's got a lot of serious medical problems, which that's not a great thing because if the guy has nothing left to live for. Yes, exactly right. Uh, when you get down to uh, your final days here, and uh, you know, unfortunately, some of these things he's allegedly suffering from are bound to affect his judgment. But you take that and combine it with the fact that he knows he's on his way out. He's angry about uh, the way things have uh, have progressed here in Ukraine, and that it hasn't gone as he suspected it would. And that's when uh, people that are in positions of tremendous power do really crazy things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's frightening. It's And it's also frightening to know that we've basically got two world leaders who are not in the best of health right now. You know, they're suffering from multiple ail- ailments, mm-hmm. and yet they have so much power and uh, the ability to, with the push of a button, really cause a great deal of destruction and death. Now, you sent me a note, <laughs> and you said, so we have two <laughs> world leaders who joined the SYP club. Uh-huh. <laughs> blank blank yeah. your pants. Yes, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's being reported that Putin is in the SYP club and it's also being reported that Joe Biden is in the SYP club. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, although uh, in Biden's defense, uh, it could have just been that he, you know, he had some uh, some some bad uh, food overseas when he was visiting uh, the Pope, and then you know when he was uh, floating air biscuits in front of the Duchess of Cornwall. But uh, nonetheless, it, it just it gives me a great deal of comfort as I lay my head on the pillow, knowing what the reality of their health situation might be. Mm. Boy, oh boy, do I feel good about uh, about tomorrow if it comes. Now, if Putin is saying that he's ready to negotiate of course he's telling russian media this and that he wants to negotiate and it's the other side who's not coming to the table of course trying to make himself look like the good guy do we still send ukraine 45 billion dollars and patriot missiles if they reach an agreement or do they just get to keep that forever and ever amen well, that's a great point, although I, I don't know how much of it they get to keep. I mean, doesn't some of that kind of circle back here? Uh, is, isn't that just a, a a giant laundromat over there? After it's gone through the wash with a Tide Pod? Uh, yeah, I yeah, see what uh, you're saying. Uh, yeah. More money going to Ukraine than most countries have in their entire budget. This is interesting. Oh. The $113 billion in USA to Ukraine eclipsing other countries. So this is from the Quincy Institute. They reported that aid to Ukraine eclipsed American aid to any country in a year since at least the Vietnam War. Aid to Ukraine is eclipsing Russia's 2023 $84 billion military budget. Well, and this is why I always just roll my eyes, Casey, when people talk about oh, that the government should be providing, you know, we should have health care, we should have a single payer health care system, we should be providing this and that and free college. And everyone's, well, the richest country in the world. And I always roll my eyes because we ain't rich. 
Just look at the hard numbers, folks. We have trillions, all right, with a big old T, trillions mm-hmm. in unfunded liabilities. And the, the fact that people think we can just keep kicking the can down the road, what, because we print our own currency, you think we're going to be able to get away with this and we're not going to have to pay the piper eventually? We will, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are going to pay very hard. Yeah, a lot of people, well, we already are paying that. It's inflation. It's the printed money. Aid to Ukraine is eclipsing every country's military budget except for China and the United States. Aid to Ukraine has eclipsed American aid for communities affected by drought, hurricanes, flooding, wildfire, natural disasters. And aid to Ukraine is eclipsing. It's American aid to Ukraine matches the combined baseline spending for the State Department and Department of Homeland Security combined. And a well, a recent. Harvard-Harris poll found that inflation, economy, and jobs, and immigration were the top issues for Americans, not Ukraine. But yet, we keep sending more and more money there. And just because somebody says they want America first does not mean that they are (laughs) pro-Putin. These are two different things, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, but I, I'm startled. I mean, really, I'm 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 just stunned. My jaws uh, on the floor here, learning that uh, somehow or another the the folks that are in charge in Washington aren't paying attention to the priorities of the American people. This is just a stunning development here for me. <laughs> uh, let's see. In the past twelve months, Ukraine has been awarded more U.S. taxpayer dollars than forty U.S. states. Oh man. And the latest, a latest poll from the Morning Consult said that 48% of registered voters want to decrease the aid that we are providing. The survey also said that 48% of Republicans want to uh, decrease involvement in other countries' affairs. And <laughs> that, that, that comes around to that whole America first, and we're sending all of this money for other countries' borders. Mm-hmm. How, how about our own? By the way, just to, to give you this number here, Casey, because yeah. we talked about the federal government's unfunded liabilities. In 2021, they were just shy of $100 trillion, or nearly 400% of our annual GDP as a country. That doesn't paint a rosy outlook for the United States and our sovereignty, nor the sovereignty of the U.S. dollar. And I think maybe sometimes, you know, it's like... So much of this is is written in a way that, unless you're an economic egghead, you don't really fully comprehend exactly what that means and, and how it's going to wash out eventually. And I really wish people would pay attention to that mm-hmm. stuff, even though it's not as sexy as debating abortion rights, because it's going to have a much greater impact on the public at large than I think most people are, are really uh, aware of. Mm-hmm. It is 16 minutes after nine. This is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Over? Did you say Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Germans? 
forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> you know you make me wanna kick my heels up and throw my hands. The show's not over yet. It is 19 minutes after 11. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC, and that is Brian Baker. Brian, let's talk about what Matt Gates has said over the weekend. He said that his Christmas wish is for his Republican colleague, Jim Jordan, to run and be the next Speaker of the House. So we've been hearing a lot that it could be Kevin McCarthy, although he for he did not secure enough votes, and they're going to have to f- yes. figure that out in January. And uh, Gates has repeatedly said that he he thinks that Jim Jordan is the most talented member in the Congress. He's the hardest working dude and that he really wants him to p- pick up the speaker's gavel. And uh, here's where I am on this. Get the pastry cutter out because these half-baked scones really just want to split. I mean, the Republican Party right now cannot get on the same page. And I'm no. just wondering... You know, when is the real Slim Shady going to stand up? Because you've got (laughs) Trump and DeSantis going at each other. You've got uh, the speaker, Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan. Who's it going to be there? Uh, And even down to the chairperson of the Republican National Committee. Some people are want her to quit, and yet she's saying, nope, I'm going to do it again, even though yep. she's taking a lot of heat for having limos and flowers and spending all sorts of money on everything except for winning elections. So it's yeah. just, it's so fractured. Who is going to stand up and be the leader of this party? I know that's a big question. Can you answer that in the next 40 minutes? I don't know that I can answer that question, but I can say this. Uh, if you're looking to move up uh, in rank uh, in the uh, federal government, a uh, endorsement from Matt Gates is rarely going to be of assistance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole time, you know, the whole time uh, Zelensky was addressing the Congress when he was at the Capitol, uh, president of a foreign country, waving his flag in our Capitol, uh, Matt and Lauren Boebert were sitting there it looked like they were texting each other like you know high schoolers yeah. laughing and telling jokes uh-huh. totally uninterested well- yeah, I don't know how it how it shakes out there, but I will say, um, in terms of, of president, you know, this battle going on between Trump and DeSantis, mm-hmm. I, I, people don't like it when I say this, but I I just I think that Trump is is posturing. I don't think that he's actually going to to go through with a run because I don't believe that the man. I think he probably realizes that right or wrong, it's going to be very difficult for him to win another election mm-hmm. for public office mm-hmm. based on all the baggage that comes along with that. That people don't want any part of. And so having the Republican Party split is a terrible thing because it just benefits the Democrats. But ultimately, I think Trump is uh, is talking a big game, but I don't think that he'll actually, when when it comes time to, to get out there and campaign, I just don't see the man making a full-hearted effort to become uh, you know the president again and, and secure re-election because I think he probably knows that he's not going to be able to do that, and I don't think he can handle it in terms of his ego that kind of a loss. So I saw this article that the Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, 
is yeah. thinking about considering. Love his pillows, by the way. <laughs> I sleep, I do. I do. I sleep so fabulous. beautifully, so beautifully with them. I do. They're great. I don't, you know, and I'm so ticked off at Bed Bath and Beyond and all these other retailers that got rid of them. Those mm-hmm. pillows are fantastic, man. I've got <laughs> terrible arthritis in my neck. It's the only thing that helps. And you all start taking away the pillows. What the heck? <laughs> well, I read somewhere that he's thinking about filing a lawsuit down in Florida because he doesn't think that Ron DeSantis really legally won the election by the margins that he did. And obviously, Mm. Mike Lindell is a Trump loyalist. So is he just trying to start a smear campaign on behalf of Trump? I think Trump is probably in his ear and well, sure. uh, you know, his remaining allies are saying, listen, I really need you to pull through for me and and uh, and go ahead and do this. And, you know, the, you're playing a dangerous game there because we've seen how uh, Donald Trump, when he gets angry, can, t- can treat people that have been tremendous allies and supporters and have, have uh, really played uh, good cover for him, uh, you know, at least when he was in the White House. So I don't know that you want to be in that position. And <laughs> I do kind of wonder with Mike Lindell, I mean, he does have that thing about him where he looks a little bit like uh, the Undertaker's uh, uh, little guy, you know, his manager dude. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I I have such mixed feelings because you know he really like he was hardcore pushing uh, that the election was stolen. But at the same time, okay, you know, I really I I love his products, and I haven't <laughs> forgotten the fact that when America, you know, he heeded the call of of his country, and mm-hmm. when America needed him, he shut down his factories and converted them to make face masks. You know, and how mm-hmm. quickly everyone forgot his. His uh, his his patriotic spirit and what he did for the country when it came down to uh, the washout from the election. There was this recent neighborhood research survey, and this says that Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are statistically tied in a hypothetical twenty four primary matchup and this is from the granite state okay so and it's quite a difference because they did this same survey back in july and it's a big shift because before trump was leading desantis 41 to 22 and now they have desantis over trump 33 to 32 so I, yeah. I mean, we know that it's a long ways from election day, and these polls are going to go back and forth and flip flop all over the place. But you might be onto something, I, Brian, when you think that uh, does Trump really think he's going to win, or is he just trying to get his message out there for as long as possible, as long as he can? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that it's the latter, Casey. And, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know that I put much stock in polling, because if we've learned anything going all the way back to 2016, it's that mm-hmm. polls rarely uh, really, you know, paint a, a picture of what the reality is going to be. Um, and uh, certainly we had our heart broken yet again here with uh, the midterm election. So I don't put a whole lot of stock in that. And I don't know. I think people, when they're talking hypotheticals, they're, yeah, it's like, it's sort of fun. It's like a game, you know, mm-hmm. but when the rubber meets the road it's uh, people behave in a different manner yeah you know do you remember when trump criticized desantis and called him ron desanctimonious and everything like nah. that well desantis's comeback was that incoming fire is just a nature of the job so there seems to be a maturity level there even in politics that ron desantis is putting out there it is 27 minutes after 11 this is the kendall and casey show on 93 wibc and that is brian baker filling in for Rob today. And of course, at the end of the year, we get a lot of the in memoriams. And I was really, really surprised 
to see all of the all of the big names that have passed away this past year. And to your point, Brian, not a lot of them were from COVID. And no. you lost a buddy of yours, Leslie Jordan. And uh, we're going to talk about that coming up from 93 WIBC. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIPC. Good morning. It is 1131. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall has the day off and in his place, we have Brian Baker, who's helping out today. So, Brian, you sent me this note and you said, can we talk about the enormous number of celebrity deaths in 22 and how none of them were from COVID? And you said you mentioned how you lost your buddy, Leslie Jordan, and he passed away from a car accident, which was caused by a heart attack, correct? Yeah, they're, and they're not exactly sure. I mean, I think it was a combination of the two things. Um, but um, it's, it's such a, a, I mean, breaks, breaks, breaks my heart that he went out that way because he was just such a good guy mm. and um, was was such a loving friend to me. And um, you know, I I looked at that because we had this uh, story about how um, heart attacks increase by like forty percent in the final weeks of the year, mm-hmm. and so many people just kind of don't pay attention to what's going on with uh, with their health, or they kind of ignore things that they shouldn't. And you know, that's exactly what happened with Leslie. I mean, he had all the signs uh, that there was trouble. I mean, he was not looking good. Mm-hmm. He was having chest pains, all of the symptoms mm-hmm. that uh, clearly uh, you know, made it obvious he had a problem. And, you know, unfortunately, I think uh, knowing him, I think he probably thought, well, I need to put the show and put the uh, the people that are counting on me first and, and didn't pay attention to it. And it ultimately wound up costing him his life. But yeah, I mean, that it's been a tough year anyway, but that one was just, that was the worst, I think, kick that I got in this last year. And I, I mean, the only thing that is, my wife, she got me this this album that he did um, uh, called Companies Coming. And uh, Leslie Jordan is one of those that, you know, his whole, I remember because I, I had first become friends with him like 13 years ago, and he just craved the the public attention and the adoration, but but in a really like heartwarming way. And he so desperately wanted to have that mega level of fame. Mm-hmm. And he did achieve it through the most unlikely of circumstances. The, the pandemic hits, he starts putting videos up on Instagram and mm-hmm. becomes this mega A-list celebrity, Mm -hmm. but he got to do all these amazing things and record with all of these legends like Dolly Parton and Tammy Wynette. And it's a strange experience, Casey, to listen to an audiobook from him or an album. And, you know, he has this prolific body of work. And the strangest thing is to hear his voice and hear that personality. And he was just so full of life and, Mm -hmm. and so full of personality. And it's as though he's there and and he's still alive. And then you realize, well, no, he's he's passed on. He's gone. And there's just something about that experience, because I I think he's probably the I've been close to a lot of people that have passed away, but not to uh, someone to the extent that he that had the public body of work that he did and did all of these interviews. And it's it's really a strange experience um, emotionally, just sort of how it, it tricks your mind and plays with you. Yeah, because you. You watch a video of him and he seems right there with you because it's such a personal experience when you have your phone in your hand and you're by yourself or wherever you are and you feel like 
Oh, I could just yeah. reach out and call them or text them, and then and then it hits you. Oh, yeah, they're no and longer with know, us. Yeah, and I think the reason it's so tough with him is like the guy that you saw on in interviews and uh, and on Instagram that was so completely one hundred percent him. There was mm-hmm. nothing artificial about Leslie. I mean, he just was himself, and he was such a sweet guy. And and honest to goodness, I mean, the, the man did so much for me and really saved my life at, at a time that I, I so desperately needed a friend. And, and you know, at the time, we were kind of just strangers. And, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I wish I, I wish I had him now. I, I wish I had him to to talk to and hear his advice and just his encouragement or just to have him make me laugh. Yeah. Well, you mentioned heart attacks, and that is something that uh, our age group needs to pay special attention to. They do say that around the holidays, the last few weeks of the year, is when heart attacks spike. Forty percent more happen during the week between Christmas and New Year than the average week any other time of. Of the year and doctors blame that on stress and travel and cold weather and sometimes even sports uh, yeah. you know whether you're watching or maybe getting up off of the couch and going for a game with the family and you haven't done that in a while and all of a sudden <laughs> it's a shock to your system about 800,000 Americans suffer a heart attack each year and around oh. half of those are fatal and survivors of heart attacks more likely to suffer from one again and heart disease is the uh, leading cause of death in the United States responsible for 20% of U.S. deaths and it is I believe still the number one leading cause of death for women and doctors warn that you should be vigilant especially in these final weeks of the year when you're putting your your body and your mind and your emotions through possibly more stress than you typically do and just uh, make sure you stay on your medication and watch out for stressors and uh, limit the amount of alcohol that you drink that's the, uh, yeah. that's the rule that most people probably don't follow but let's review some of the names uh besides your friend leslie uh nfl fans were not happy with the nfl network this past weekend they cut away from the franco harris tribute he is a former pittsburgh Steeler, and they had teased a special Franco Harris ceremony. They teased it during the pregame. They teased it during the game. And then when it was about to happen, what did they do? They cut away and went to commercials just before the tribute aired. So that is some bad directing. Franco Harris passing away. Also, let's see here. Kirstie Alley. She was one. Uh, Yeah. Bob McGrath. Uh-huh. Christine uh, McVie. We, yes, that one. That was disturbing. Do you know, I, I bought a, an album, a Christine McVie album, about an hour before the news came across the wire. Really? That really messed with my head. I yeah. bet it did. I bet yeah. it did. Which album did you buy? It was actually a 45 mm-hmm. of, uh, she did the solo album, um, Got a Hold on Me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, and I was so excited to find that because I've actually been looking for it for a long time. And so I picked it up and then I had uh, had some some lunch with friends, came out, checked my phone, saw the news. And I thought, oh, my God, I've killed Christine. McVie. I, I killed her. <laughs> no, I this don't. This is th- my fault. I don't think that was your fault. Some more celebrities that have passed away this past year. Irene Cara. She was 63. John Aniston, of course, 
That was yeah. Jennifer Aniston's dad, and he was on Days of Our Lives Forever. Was that one of your soap opera shows? Did you watch that one a lot? Believe it or not, uh, and, and, well, it's my friend Kelly Decker. She just uh, lives for that show. But believe it or not, I actually got to to spend some time working with John Anderson because my first uh, one of my first jobs in L.A. was interning at uh, at the soaps, and uh, which was a fascinating experience. I wish that I like journaled or something through that experience because it was it was just fascinating to see how they managed to make that whole machine work. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but how no, they managed I, I never... to take one storyline and drag it out for two weeks. That's yeah, a skill yeah. in itself. Yeah, it's incredible. And they put out an amazing amount of content. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. people that write the scripts, it's incredible. So, yeah, but uh, um, no, I never really got hooked on any soaps other than I think 90210, looking at that in retrospect, I think that was kind of a, a soap for kids, mm-hmm. uh, teenagers <laughs> to an extent, don't you? A teen soap, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gallagher, uh, stand up comedian, yeah. passed away. Thank you for mentioning him because like, the, he got totally ignored. And I mean, he was huge in the 1980s. Do you remember the sledge? Sledgeomatic. Yes, and and I know that like he hated that he was associated with that in later years because people thought, well, he's just the guy that smashes mm-hmm. fruit. But his stand-up special specials were quite smart. I mean, he really he was great at what he did. Yeah, his uh, farewell tour was called the Last Smash, which yeah, uh, that's that's kind of fun. Uh, Aaron Carter passed away. That Jerry was sad. Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, yeah. Julie Powell, she was the lady who wrote that uh, book about Julia Child's cookbook. Do you remember that movie, yeah, Julie yeah, and yeah. Julia? Uh, so the woman who wrote the book based on Julia Child's cooking, she passed away this past year. And uh, let's see, Leslie Jordan, like you mentioned. You know, there was a, a name that, that passed by that nobody really paid any attention to, but a, a guy by the name of Mark Miller, um, who most, if you grew up in the 80s, you probably are familiar with a movie called Savannah Smiles. Did you ever see that? Hmm. It was like one of those family so. movies around like 82, but yeah, he was he was the guy that did that, and I mean, was a huge star, but it's like no one really remembers him, but he passed away. I mean, it's it's always startling, isn't it? And when you get to the end of the year and you go, well, wait a minute, I, 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 don't, I didn't even hear about this. I had no idea this person was gone yeah well there's that and then there's the oh yeah like angela lansbury she passed yeah. away this year loretta lynn coolio yeah. i can remember rob and i talked about that and uh you know there's just uh queen elizabeth yeah um, yeah bernard and- shaw another person mikhail gorbachev well uh, we, we lost a lot of people this past year we did, and uh, it, it is always a little startling. I, I guess it just comes with getting older, but it's always startling when you start losing people that were like childhood heroes or mm-hmm. folks that you really just loved their films or their music. Uh, like when you Olivia Newton John. Yes, yes. Oh, that one was a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne Hesch also passed away this past year. I'm just I'm trying to go through the list here. Bill Russell. Yeah. Uh, basketball player Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, Tony Dow. And, of course, uh, the mob guys, Paul Sorvino and uh, Ray Liotta. And not oh, I forgot about Ray Liotta. Yeah. Tony Sirico and um, James Caan. And not that she's a uh, mob lady, but Ivana Trump as well. Yeah. So it's a long list, unfortunately. It is 1142. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall has the day off, and Brian Baker is sitting in with us today. Thank you for doing that, Brian. Hey, I wanted to ask you, did you see uh, this trend that was happening over the weekend? Probably not, but uh, I'm going to... I'm- <laughs> I'm going to bring you in on it. This is the Boy. latest. This is the latest TikTok trend, and it's uh, it's tugging on family members' heartstrings. And the trend is announcing the fake death of a beloved celebrity. Oh yeah! This, all right. Well, this, this is the okay. Well, at least kids aren't like you know eating pods or anything like that for once. Right? No, that was a couple years ago. Uh, but w- what an awful trend! All of the reactions were no, or uh, they would repeat the name. And let's uh, here's an example of what it sounds like. Austin Butler dies at 31. Shut up! Oh my God. <laughs> Gaga dead at 36. What? I swear, car crash. Gaga? Car crash. Okay, that's enough out of that. But I mean, talk about disinformation and how these things start. You know, the TikTokers getting a good laugh, but a lot of people calling the prank very unsettling. Well, yeah, because it sounds to me like uh, the majority of the victims of the prank were parents. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these are your, your kids uh, having a little uh, practical joke at, at your expense. Yeah, not cool. But it's okay. You know, someone keeps calling I was me. Gonna and say, clearly the message should not go out. Yeah, mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll have to call you in a few minutes here. I apologize. Is that Doing your a radio show? Is that your mom calling you? Is that your mom calling you? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Well, you hopefully, know, hopefully hey, she's okay. Just, just tell her to get online really quick, and she can listen to uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I told him I was going to be on that because they're down here. I said I'm going to be on the radio this morning. So apparently, she's still on the old schedule too, where the show is two hours instead of three. <laughs> <laughs> now, just for that, what's mom's favorite celebrity? I'm going to call her and say they're dead. Like, no, don't do it. That's a that's no, a that's, a, that's a mean mean trend. Don't do that. No, it's so, not cool. ESPN's Steve. Stephen Smith warned uh, people on the left that Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, would be would not be an easy target, not like Donald Trump. He said this on his episode of Now Mercer or No Mercy. Uh, It's a podcast. That's what it is. It's called No Mercy. But uh, he had some thoughts about Ron DeSantis. And this is what he had to say. Be careful what you wish for, particularly if you're on the left. Because a guy like DeSantis, the only thing he gives you to attack is his record. 
But tens of millions of people are going to side with that. They're going to look at the economy. They're going to look at immigration. They're going to look at employment. They're going to look at inflation. They're going to look at impending recession. And they're going to look at his level of intelligence, what he's accomplished. They're going to recognize that he hasn't filed for bankruptcy seven times. That he's not having his taxes audited because of fear of malfeasance of some of some kind. They're viewing him as the grown-up version of Donald Trump. So he says oh, that he's, he's liberal-leaning and he's only fiscal with his dollars. And Trump is somebody that Biden can beat. But DeSantis... He went yeah. on to say, I'm not saying definitively that Biden would lose, but let's just say it wouldn't look so good. So here's the, the question, Brian. Uh, how do you feel about sports guys talking about politics? Do you want <laughs> politics in your sports from your sports guys? I feel about it the same way I do with uh, celebrities talking uh, politics. I, I don't want it. It just it, it ruins everything for me. I, I Listen, if, if you are uh, universally loved and embraced, by people of both sides of the political aisle. I just think it's a bad decision to decide that you're going to be politically divisive. And <laughs> frankly, I mean, it's a bit narcissistic, really, for any of us to think that our opinion really matters that much, but especially celebrities, you know, mm-hmm. and just I think they get to that stage in their career. You know, you, you have the up and coming young actor, you and then you become like the the superstar. Right. Uh, and then, you know, at some point in time, you you host a podcast and, you know, it's just that life cycle of being a celebrity, but they all become uh, uh, political activists and uh, podcast hosts in the end. And mm-hmm. no, I don't like it. I, I don't want it. Although I have to say, that was an amazing rant. That was really good. <laughs> you you want to keep your your sports free of politics, huh? Stay in your lane. Yeah, although I, I, I mean, I, it's no secret I am not really a, a big sports guy anyway. I mean, you could sit me down. I don't get it. Like, like Thanksgiving, we got invited to somebody's house for Thanksgiving, and uh, everybody's watching football, or they're watching. Uh, no, they're watching uh, like because uh, uh, they're from Brazil, so they're watching soccer, right, mm-hmm. or uh, football as they call it. And people get so animated, and it's one of those things that it's like I just don't get it. You know, like I, I, I just I don't understand. It's like Pete Davidson. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I, what is it that is the appeal? And folks have tried <laughs> to explain it to me. I'm not being critical of you if, if that's what you love and that's what drives you. It's just like there's some chip missing in my head where I don't understand it and I don't get excited about it or impassioned. Uh, let's see how you feel about Mark Cuban. He said that Silicon Valley is pretentious AF. And how <laughs> bad do you have to be when Mark Cuban says you're worse? I love San Francisco. I think we all love San Francisco. No, you never. No, I'm not, I've never been a big San Francisco fan at all. You know, I know what you mean. It's a little clicky, pretentious as. F- oh boy! Right? Being in the tech industry, right. everybody right. is the smartest motherfucker oh in the world right. if you live in Silicon wow, Valley. Well, and also too politically correct. I, not know, so much I, anymore. As for a comedian, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's the kind of place that's like. Oh, I know you think you're smarter, but you're not. First of all, you're not smarter than the people in Tulsa right. who come to my right. show anyway. Right. And they're a whole lot more fun. Yeah. OK, so that was on a uh-huh. Bill Maher show. And I thought Bill Maher had the good point right there at the end. Just because you're in San Francisco doesn't mean you're any better than anybody in Tulsa or Des Moines or Indianapolis. And yeah. Uh, 
let me ask though, how much pot does Bill Maher smoke on that show of his? You know what? He like, actually had a cigar in his hand while they were having that conversation. Oh yeah, cigar wink wink. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, Mark Cuban said that there's a. Uh, uh, a lot of capital out there and you got to follow the money and he's still bullish on bitcoin saying that he wants the price to continue dropping before he will buy more he said that uh, investing in gold wasn't worth it adding mm-hmm. that he prefers digital assets and so this guy he's still into the crypto game the bitcoin ethereum and dogecoin and he's hoping eventually everybody else will be too that way whatever he gobbles up now will be worth more later down the road well yeah i mean i you know there's clearly a strategy behind that and i don't know that he necessarily thinks that it's a great investment as much as he thinks it's a good gamble mm. and but it's like so it's many fake. assets that well, yes, you know, but it's one of those things. I mean, a lot of people became multimillionaires if they got out at the right time. And, you know, gold is kind of the same way. You, you sort of, if you buy it at the good price and at the right time, it can certainly benefit you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I never jumped into the cryptocurrency uh, craze and I never really believed that the federal government would allow a, uh, an independent cryptocurrency that they don't have control over to become dominant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Cuban's net worth. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not even going to share. I, yeah. I want to end on a happy note. I don't even want to tell you what it is because it'll just, well, it makes me feel inadequate about myself, and I don't want to do that to you. <laughs> let's just Thank say. You. Let's just what, say. What a loving it's, act. It's a big number with a lot of zeros. It's almost like the uh, uh, omnibus bill. Um, so uh, as we leave today, uh, one last message from uh, Nancy Fancy Pants Pelosi as she oh. would like to wish you a happy Schwanza. My time in which everyone a happy, healthy, and safe New Year. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Schwanza. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever it is you celebrate, be safe. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The gentlelady yields the gentleman. Yeah. Uh, Happy Schwanza. I used to get frozen food delivered by Schwanza. Oh, is that right? No, no. The the Schwans. They show up in a truck and give you Uh food. Hey, Brian, thank you for being here. You're going to be back tomorrow, aren't you? Yes, indeed. And looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you. And thank you, Kevin. Good job. And thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. cares for you like family. Family Maintenance is going to drastically increase the efficiency and performance of your system. It's also going to significantly improve the longevity of it. People think that they are saving money by skipping their maintenance. And in reality, they're just shaving years off the life and increasing the consumption of that unit, spending a lot more in the long term. Get your tune-up today at Family Heating and Air, your trusted local independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer.
The new year is here. Time for a change. Start a recession-resistant new career in the high-demand IT field with My Computer Career. In just months, already in IT? Build your cybersecurity skills and prep for thousands of open positions employers nationwide are desperate to fill. Attend classes live online or on campus. And financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Make this your year. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. That's my mycomputercareer.edu. I stopped smoking with Mark Patrick's hypnosis when nothing else worked. One year later, my wife Michelle and I attended the Mark Patrick Weight Loss Hypnosis Seminar. In two months, lost 43 pounds, and she lost 18 pounds. And And we we feel feel great. great. Seminars January 19th at the Holiday Inn Express in Suites in Noblesville. Weight loss 530, stop smoking 8 p.m. Or January 21st at the Holiday Inn Indianapolis Airport. Weight loss 11 a.m., stop smoking 2 p.m. Register at Mark. MarkPatrickSeminars.com. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com. For details, restrictions apply. The holidays bring families together. For many adult children, spending time with elderly loved ones leads to questions about their health and safety. This may be the perfect time to consider the security of a continuing care retirement community. Westminster Village North is offering personally scheduled tours to introduce you to the independent living and assisted living advantages. Call 317-823-6841 to schedule a personalized tour. Inside Indiana Business Radio, the news you need to get ahead. Indiana's business news leader, weekdays at 6.32 a.m. and 5.56 p.m. on WIBC. On the level, on the go. 93 WIBC Indianapolis. Coming up. So we are expecting to see the sun tomorrow. Southwest Airlines has had to cancel a whole bunch of flights. It's been a little maddening not being able to get back home. But the Biden administration does not appear to be using it very much these days. This is the WIBC News at Noon. A change in the weather on the way. You've got cloudy.